This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. What did you say? If you have to kill someone, there has to be punishment, then kill me. I'm serious. You want to die? No, I don't. But I will. It's gonna happen. And if, if me dying could stop this, if we can make things different for us, for you, for all those other kids, it'd be worth it. Gene, was this the plan? Was it supposed to be this way? Is this who you want it to be? We are broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center here in frigid, cold, one degrees Fahrenheit, negative 432 degrees Celsius, Vermont. My name is Bob Fournier, and joining me as always, we have the busy zombie Lord Lou Page. Howdy, howdy. How I'm you, not Lou? the only one freezing. Man, it is so freezing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Uh, speaking of freezing, it's... Uh, it's Canada's own Ryan Murphy. Ice cold. It's pretty cold. Ice here. cold. Negative yeah. four hundred thirty-two degrees Celsius. It's like I said. Sure. Just, just like I said. It's so, so cold that I barbecued outside. It's, it's. There's still snow on the ground, but damn it, it does not stop Canadians from barbecuing. <laughs> hey, it's good to be back. It's good to be back with all three of us, huh? It's yeah. Been a while. Been a very long time. Been a bit of quite the fall slash winter. Oh <laughs> yeah. my. The fact that you have to uh, include two seasons kind of shows how, how long it's yeah. been. We've been, we've been. we've been we've been doing some stuff. <laughs> it's been busy, all right? It, it, it has been busy. been busy, and uh, luckily The Walking Dead has been here to support us all, right? We're all going to have I a great day. Is that what's happening? Uh, I, I, I do have good news. Oh, perfect. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the news, but Ash vs. Evil Dead seasons one and two are now on Netflix. Ooh, streaming on Netflix. Probably probably not in Canada, though, right? No, like, it is. It is. Oh! It is. Lou, you're I, my I, new best I, friend. I talked, to, I talked to Joel Duggan last night when I was on the Citadel Cafe, and I brought it up. And on the spot, he looked it up on Netflix to see if it was there, and he said it was. Oh, that's Excellent. so. That's such good news. I, I, need to, uh, I need to finish season one, catch up on season two, but before that, I have to watch Z Nation. No, yes, you, you do. And I, I, I told you I'd watch the first few with you. And, and so I told you I would not. No, we, we, we came up with a plan. So, I mean, w- this episode is primarily going to be discussing that President thing that Eagle. happened. Uh, but Z Nation, we're going to watch six, I think it's six episodes or seven, the first seven episodes of the season because we raised 50 bucks for Extra Life. And I think the idea is that Lou and I will try to convince Bob whether he should watch the show or not. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and and, and that luck. starts next week pending 
schedules, but I'm going to start watching Z Nation. Yep, and soon. I and I'm going. Uh, I I should have some time off this weekend. I'm going to yeah. at least watch. Uh, we you we've watched the first episode, correct? You and I. I mean, like if we want to count it as a technicality, I've watched the first episode, but I I don't remember what happened in it, so I'll I'll probably just watch it again just to see like. Okay, because uh, I, I know, I know, I know, I know what happens. So I will, I will watch, say episodes two and three before our next recording, and then you and I could chat about. Yeah, them. we should come up with like a funky Christmas like name for the segment, like the the seven days of Z Nation, or I don't know that that was that was terrible, but that's the first thing that popped into my head. So let me think this, about it. The, this, I will also watch ash vs evil dead what that's not what we just said <laughs> oh but we no, should watch that, do that anyway i definitely think we should fit that in but i think we should give uh we should do a couple episodes of uh z nation I, well uh, ryan and i will do a couple episodes of z nation and, and we'll talk about them how did and bob get into this that's my we, question well <laughs> i'm the only one that agreed originally it was going to just be you dude so don't stop don't, don't start complaining now or maybe i won't watch that's true yeah. i shouldn't start complaining <laughs> so we're actually here to talk about uh the resident evil franchise and where we think it's going oh yeah that's uh, our topic yeah, for this yeah, week no, yeah no. yeah so you guys are okay no we're actually gonna spend you know we we missed uh, we didn't miss them but we missed talking about a few episodes in, in the past here but we're gonna spend a lot of time here no news no no nothing beating around it we're gonna talk straight up mid-season finale the the shocker of an ending um and you know where we where we all stand with this show and uh where the public stands with this show Oof. and um the public. let's just let, let's just pull the warning out here yeah uh we're gonna talk not major comic spoilers but there's gonna be some comic spoilers i'm gonna give you the heads up right now that uh, it's uh there's no way around it in this episode um nothing like i said that's gonna really really kill the story arc for you in the comics but there's gonna be some stuff in there um but that's your warning. So without any further ado, oh my God, they killed Rick. Nah, what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so let's let's break this down. Let's let's talk about this. So yeah. let's let's first talk about the big the big reveal. Let's start at the very end of this finale. Oh yeah, we're going is, straight to the. It's what we're going to talk about the most, people, right? This is what people are going crazy about because uh, very. Go ahead. I was say they killed Carl. No, they're yet. killing Carl. They're working they're on it. Carl. He's um he's actually going to be immune. He's going to be the cure. No, oh, I think that'd be they've, worse. They've they've gone on the record to yeah, say that have. that's not the case. Yeah, because that, people oh, were yeah. saying people were saying, oh, they're going to find some way. And literally, the I think it was Scott Gimble went on the record and was like, no, 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 Carl's dead. The way he it was, on Talking Dead, the way he explained it was, uh, and he no no um no ill will towards the guy he's he's doing his job but he has a interesting way of explaining himself and i don't know if it's a social quirk or the fact that he's just trying not to like get himself in more internet trouble but the way he explained it was like it's a bite to the abdomen and the bite will play out as bites normally play out on the show meaning you know carl's gonna chop die it off. <laughs> no well they'll, they'll try to, they're not going to try to chop it off that would just make it worse but if it was on the arm i'm sure they would have tried but the fact that it's on the torso uh, and it, is... it's pretty obvious that the kid's not going to make it because uh, at this point chandler Rig chandler riggs has outright said yeah yeah i got like two more episodes and i'm out 
Yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah. first of all, first of all, big shout out to the spoilingdead.com. Because mm-hmm. they um, didn't say anything. So basically they had everything. So Chandler Riggs actually wrote them a letter and said, hey, guys, I know at this point you probably know what's going to happen. And I know that, you know, you know, you know, your inside sources, everything, and you're ready to leak it all out. He says, but I'm asking you just for the sake of my character and for the sake of other things, please do not leak this. Like, I've been working really, really hard on some of this stuff. I'm really proud of some of the scenes I put in there. And I would really, really appreciate it if you guys did not spoil it. And the Spoiling Dead came out and wrote an article and said, hey, guys, for reasons we're not going to tell you right now, we're not going to send out any spoilers to this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bravo! I think, good job, guys. I think that was awesome uh, well, and I think I think that that it's good that sites are doing that or, or going through the initiative of doing that. Um, I feel like sometimes we get. I don't mind a spoiler if it comes out the day of or even the day before, mm-hmm. but when it comes out, sometimes sometimes they come out like a week before the show, and oh, so spo- you, yeah, and so you're like, you're like, all right, so I already know what's going to happen at the yeah, end of the week. So if not, yeah, if you're not careful, that spoiling dead has things locked down pretty pretty early on. Yeah, there's been there's been many trips to Reddit for me where I've been like, hey, da, 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 wait, what? Yeah, they're <laughs> and, uh, uh, they've got it pretty much locked down, and uh, there was a follow up post where I think the main thing that the spoiling dead asked Chandler Riggs to do was to do a post after the episode, and that was even more of a of a of a heart pouring out moment where yep. he. He, he flat out confirmed that the cast hates the spoiling dead because they work so and, and I kind of agree you work super hard on something to have a few people spoil it for the masses even I know there are some people like yourself Lou that don't hate spoilers but there are folks like myself and like Bob who will occasionally stumble across someone who has mm-hmm. shared something hey I will go on the record right now and mm-hmm. say I don't hate spoilers so much that I haven't even seen Last Jedi and I already know the plot. Oh, see that uh, to each his own. I'm totally fine <laughs> to each his own, but there are people unlike you, Lou, who don't respect other people when it comes to spoilers. I know Lou hate, doesn't doesn't mind spoilers. He, he flat out seeks them I, out. I, I, as I, you just I, said. I outright I outright look for them because yeah. I enjoy them. But he's not a dick about it, folks. That's nope, the main I thing. I, I don't tell anybody that doesn't want to know. And, yeah. and if I were to say, Lou, I want to hear about... W- w- this is just an example. I actually do not want to hear about The Last Jedi spoilers. But if I were to say I, I wanted to, which I don't, he would tell me, but I don't. Please don't tell me. I'm going to see it on Sunday. We'll have a I, podcast devoted to that. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that he convinced them. And funny enough, like... It just goes to show that on on the internet there are groups out there that are pleasant enough to take yeah. this heartfelt message and say, look, we know we have a lot of people that aren't going to understand our motives and probably think that we're just bowing down to AMC pressure. But they even said, like, if AMC came to us and said, look, we don't want you to spoil this. It's a big moment. Please, please just don't. They they said they would, they would hold it back because they respect the show but when you send right. lawyers towards these people it, it tends to piss them off even more and then and then try to spoil the fact that glenn and abraham are the ones that get killed which i think was a, one of the famous we're going to sue you if you if you post this kind of thing yeah. so the fact yeah. that they didn't and i i don't know what's been more depressing the actual incident on the show or the fallout uh there's just there's been so much and i don't know where we want to start here whether we want to start with the actual show or we want to start with 
the fallout of what's been happening after the episode let's, and let's talk uh, about the fallout first like, okay let's yeah. get this out of the way because this is going to be this is going to be interesting so <clears throat> the fallout being there there's a lot of stuff out there right now in the news so mm-hmm. once this whole thing happens um chandler riggs makes this whole statement yeah i was completely shocked um rumor has it that he just bought a house in in atlanta where they're doing the filming oh he flat out confirms it i think in yeah uh, and uh he he said he was promised a couple more seasons yeah like Uh, him and his his father is he's been fairly reasonable about it his father has made some sort of statements that that the the kids tried tried to distance himself. And from. here's the thing: the father. I looked into this, and and again, nobody's perfect. And I get why mm-hmm. the father would do this, but the father runs a Walking Dead tour group called Riggs's Dad Tour Group. Yeah, it's um, it's not terrible. I get it. You know, you want to you want to take advantage of the situation that you have, and you want to be near your son. He he worked from age ten to eighteen on this show, so of course you're gonna shadow the kid. And the best way right. to do that is to offer tours of the sets. And the locations. So the fact that he is kind of coming at this like we were promised this and we were promised that. I don't know if his opinion. I mean, I get it. He's a father. I'm a father, and and I understand if if my kids were to go through something like this, I'd probably be pretty upset. Well, but out of respect thing- for the kid, I wouldn't go out and publicly say this. It just seems so that's weird. Yeah, I, I don't really agree with that move on the father's point because Chandler Riggs handled it like a champ. Yeah, and yeah. he no negative ill will towards AMC, towards Gimple, towards The Walking Dead, towards Kirkman. Um, he did not say anything bad. He just said, "Yeah, I was shocked." And then his dad comes out, posts something on Facebook, deletes it, basically saying, "Screw those guys." Now, here's the thing: mm-hmm. it, it's it comes down to first of all, you, I almost feel bad for Scott Gimple. Because I feel like when, yeah, you get the credit when you do something right and the show takes off and you make the right decisions, mm-hmm. but you get the backlash when you don't, too. And sometimes I wonder um, if the rumors are true about AMC is so, I mean, AMC is known for being money hungry and for limiting The Walking Dead on their budget and for cutting budgets and for, for doing all sorts of shady stuff, not just on The Walking Dead, but on other but, shows too. But on mm-hmm. other shows as well. And with Chandler Riggs turning eighteen, and the rumors out there that he would get paid more once he hit eighteen, um, makes you wonder: was this the? You know, in all honesty, certainly so, convenient timing, I guess. But so, in in all honesty, if you watch every episode up until the one where he supposedly gets bit, even in the episode where he supposedly got bit. Anything that indicated he got bit was done off camera. Yeah. Um, well, well for, for obvious effect. I mean, I, I, I right. don't know about... I mean, when we talk but, about but the there, episode... But, they, but, but there was at no point in that episode did it look like anybody ever was close enough to even bite him. Uh, I mean, if you rewatch well, the scene, it's enough. pretty if close. The, if you rewatch the scene, it's pretty close that someone bites him, but not in the chest. It looks like he gets bit on the arm. The, there's a. I rewatched it, and, and again, I think it's all a matter of perspective. It's the dumpster conversation all over again, but yeah. a little more clearer. And I think if you watch it, and knowing what happens in the end and watching it, you can totally see like it was a graze, but enough of a graze that that he was he was going to turn. And I think that's why he lasted so long is that it wasn't like a a full on impression. It was just kind of like a a bite scratch 
if that yeah. makes sense. Not to get all technical well, on you guys, but if, it, you, if you watch the I scene, back, it, it yeah, looks I pretty cool. It. It, it, I went back and watched it, and you can kind of see... I, I think they filmed it that way, because if you look, he... At one point, he's like actually looking at his side. Yeah, he, he looks stops down, and, and he's, he's looking down there, and then he looks back over at uh, Sadiq there, and he's like, he's like, you know what, fine, you know, and he gets like, there's a little bit of hesitation, and then like you could tell. I, I personally think you could tell that they wrote it in there, um, just because if you go back and watch it, knowing it now, you're like, okay, yeah, though that brief moment of him like kind of looking down at his at his ribs there like you can kind of see maybe there's something there but i, I think i see was, what you're saying too yeah um my biggest thing is when i watched that episode uh we didn't get a chance to talk about it on on uh, on the show but it was an episode where carl goes out and finds sadiq and then tries mm-hmm. to bring him back and sadiq says oh i have to kill all the zombies because that's what my mom wanted me to do because it releases their souls it frees them so he's like all right well if i do this for you you have to come back with me and and i'll pledge you and and there was that moment where he gets surrounded and and the zombies do pin him down and one kind of goes off camera below the camera and and that's when i'm the bite happens and after that scene i was like man this happens so much in this show how does no one get bit and then two episodes later uh, yeah he actually got bit and you know i i don't know as someone who doesn't read the comics, I understand people's frustrations in that they're losing out on, they're supposedly losing out on these storylines. But I also see the need to kind of forward momentum the show in a way that ends it at a certain point. And you you, you can't have a TV show that lasts forever, uh, especially on this budget and especially on this dwindling of ratings. And we'll talk about that. But yeah. I just think that I'm not. I, I was more dis. I was more depressed that, that this kid who had a, supposedly a whole life ahead of him on the show, um, the, the 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 kid as is Carl, uh, and then he just he gets bit and he accepts it and he. I kind of see where the story it, is it, going and it, it I, makes sense to me. I was like going into watching the episode. I watched it a day or two after, mm-hmm. so I had already kind of heard what that he was the character that was going to die, and that he was bit. And then, as soon as he stood up on the uh, on the balcony and told Negan to shoot him, I went, "Of course he wants Negan to shoot him. He's already dead." But but that's then, the thing then, is, and then they go, "Oh, he's been already been bit." And I was like, "Of course, uh, of course he's already been bit. That's why he offered himself up." But that's that's what works so well about this episode when you don't know that he'd been bit. You kind of think that the character is he's just he's grown this grown this set of balls or that he's just holding off negan because he knows negan will just eat up his bullshit and that's where i i saw it happening it's like oh carl's actually using the fact that negan pays attention to him to to buy them time he he knows negan's not going to kill him because negan's a softy he, he already has established that he doesn't he doesn't hurt kids he actually tried to make carl and his group feel bad because there was a kid at that outpost he knew and I yeah, think this yeah. episode kind of illustrates the fact that in war, good guys and bad guys, bad guys and good guys, there is collateral damage across the board. And Negan knows that, and, and Rick now knows that. And I think I think in this episode, you kind of see both of them clash. And then it was weird to see Negan say, like, look, like, there were kids present. like, And then Carl's begging him to, oh, stand down, stand down. If I have to die, I have to die. Like... Carl knew full and well what what they were doing at the outposts, which involved killing a lot of people. Um, 
there was no plan to have these people surrender. So I also thought Carl was being a bit of a, a dink, like saying like, oh, you got us. Don't kill us, even though we killed a bunch of your people. And I know Negan's bad, but it just seems like um, huh. they're going back and forth. And every time they catch someone, okay. except for Negan, they, Negan's the only one that doesn't. He he calls it like it is. He says, so, "It's like, well, you hit us, we hit you." And well, so they, there's this thing I need to that I need to get out, and that's why I didn't like this episode. Okay, is we haven't talked about the previous three episodes. No, but in Big Scary You, we established Negan's backstory, right? Which I thought was which, a great episode with, with it, him it was, and the it was, priest. It was a decent episode, and uh-huh. I appreciate what they did with him. But they don't really. It doesn't make it doesn't justify what he does. They just give you a backstory, and you go, "Oh, he was a family man. And his wife he had to watch her, and he couldn't kill her." Okay, move on. And in that same episode, Rick and Daryl kill a guy or do some stupid thing and but they fight it, each it, other for some yeah, reason yeah it, 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 and i i spent the whole episode going all right here's some conflict that's gonna go nowhere and then we have the episode where everybody wants to give up the the, the rick uh, it's the king the widow and rick mm-hmm. and we have that episode where i think that's the episode where uh carl was supposedly bitten that is the yeah okay so we have that episode, which kind of just fills in some plot, and they have them ready to drive through the front of the gate. Yeah, which, again, was hmm. so stupid. I know yeah. it needs to move the show ahead in the way they move it. I would have rather had Daryl and uh, Tara not go off all, like, uh, you know, die hard and try to end it right away, and I would have rather just seen... What probably would have happened anyways is have Negan and Eugene solve the issue at the sanctuary. It, it was it was pointless to throw Daryl and Tara's character under the bus. It was uh, added <laughs> it was added drama for no reason. Because mm. what it's revealed in this episode is that ha- that had nothing to do with how they got out. I mean right. it certainly, you know, put some piss in some pants, I'm sure. It it certainly killed but, a few people, but it didn't have but, the effect they were looking for. Right, but it had nothing to do with them escaping. And like suddenly just, Daryl is now like all forgiven. He's in his in his eyes. It's like, oh, I didn't do it. Perfect. It's not my fault. I get to I get to waltz away and only worry about having gotten Glenn killed again. He now okay. doesn't have and, two things on his. And so and so now I'm going to briefly cover what happens in time after time, so we can just talk about the <laughs> shitty last episode. I'm, I'm sure you hated this episode. I, I love that. I, I'm okay. sorry that I'm adding color commentary, but I'm I'm, I'm tucking okay. in. So the next episode revolves. The entire episode revolves around. Rick trying to convince those idiots at the junkyard to join them. Mm-hmm. The now naked and, idiots for some reason. Yes. Yeah. yes. And they <laughs> lock him in a shed and they do all this other things and he they're going to kill him at some point. And I mean, it's literally stupid. I thought like, this was going to be their, their, them bringing back Heath. Like this was their, yeah. that was the reason they were bringing him. They were bringing him back to the, the garbage people is that he would be in the container and then Heath would kind of like walk into no. the area, but they no, didn't do I, that. I, I, I was I was like literally like I was like okay, so where are we going with this episode? And then at the end of the episode, Rick shows up at the gate and sees that they drove a front through the gate and all the zombies are gone. And I went, yep, these trash people are going to leave. <laughs> and the episode literally for this episode begins with Rick being like, "Help me!" And they go, "No, we're out of here." Yeah, they're literal trash like, people. 
I was like, wait a minute. So what was the entire purpose of that last episode? You showed me an entire episode where you recruited somebody so that when you got to where you were going to get at the end of the episode, the next episode, they went, yeah, never mind. We're all going away. I well, I think I think the point of it was um, <clears throat> I think they're basically showing I think the whole point of that was Daryl being stupid again and going against the again, popular opinion uh, again. OK, but you're undoing everything you've done for the last three episodes so that all of it means nothing. It has no, Daryl Daryl knocking down the gate had nothing to do with why they escaped. It didn't do anything to change right. what, the events. Like, but it but develops the character Rick know that though. Yeah. Like he didn't know it was so, going to fail. He he did it because he think he figured that if he did it he could end it and that would make right. him feel better, but it failed a la right. Right. Walking Dead logic. It just never Right. But it, they also don't they, they don't know that Daryl didn't drive the gate through to keep them in either. Like Rick literally wasn't there. At no point has anyone explained to him why the truck drove through the front of the building. Oh, well, there hasn't been At time, no I don't think. Like Right. But you see when he looks at Daryl like, I know this is your fault. Why, oh, I didn't see why that. would he think why would he think that in any way, shape, or form? Because no they just got in a fist point. fight, right? Like he's probably still upset. He left him on the side of the road, remember? Yeah. Well they haven't talked to each other since then, so yeah. they I don't know, I think I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's just all supposed to lead to a little more drama between Rick and the group because Right. I the understand group went against him. But yeah, you're, you're right. Sorry, you're I need to it. I hear crickets. Is that me? Someone outside? Uh, I'm in a basement, dude. Bob? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I think I just heard like nighttime sounds. I'm sorry. That was weird. Um, but and I and I get what you're saying, Lou, too, because none of it ended up meaning anything. But our characters don't know that either. Um, well, hmm. well, and the then the then the part that annoys me is is that no one's going to con- communicate at all. That's Ninety percent of the problems in this show that happen is because nobody talks to each other, at all. There, there hasn't been a lot of on-screen time for them to have that conversation, and they're not going to. Uh, yeah, and I, and I think based on the history of the show, you're gonna you're gonna nail that prediction. But I, I think most folks, myself included, would hope that this that everything happens for a reason and. I don't know what it is about, but I will say, I don't know what it is about the garbage people that, that Gimbal keeps bringing them back in. Like, he's somehow happy, so happy with the with that creation. Like, they're not comic book creations, so it's just weird that they keep bringing them in, and then they just, they fill an episode. And the episode they were in, they didn't fill it. It was just kind of the beginning and the end, but it just felt like Rick couldn't get a win. But I know well, what he you know, was going for. I agree with Bob. I know Rick went there for a reason to get more people, and it failed miserably because they they have no backbone. But Rick assumed, Rick figured when he brought the trash people to the sanctuary, they would see that they had it surrounded, and that would go in line with having the sanctuary surrender. Rick didn't know that his original plan had failed. Therefore, the trash people, it's like, well, we're out of here. You, you showed us something that wasn't the case, so we're... Uh, no deal, or whatever they say. Yeah, well, I, I think it's still, they're still going to come. I basically think that they saw um, <clears throat> basically they saw that Rick's plan was not really coming to fruition, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think they bailed because Rick basically laid out this whole thing, like, "Yeah, we're we're good to go." And then they see that, and Rick's oh, like, "Oh, I, tol- yeah. I totally understand why they ran away. I totally get it. It makes 
total sense. But they wasted a whole episode to lead up to that, to resolve it in five seconds. Yeah, no, they, no, that, there was there was no dialogue where she goes, "Sorry, man, we're out of here." You know what I mean? It was yeah. literally they just show them running away, and I was like, "That thought okay. it was kind of funny." <laughs> I and, mean, and, and my thought was, "Oh, they they needed to they needed to slash budget on this episode, so they're just going to write these guys out." Was my thought, but that's because I'm a cynical jerk. <laughs> but you're not, you're not, you're a not jerk. necessarily wrong either, though. I mean, no, and and so and so we get this whole episode. Okay, so. My my other huge gripe with this, how's it gonna be, is we get Enid and Aaron driving to the Oceanside people. Mm-hmm. Okay, why didn't Tara go? Uh, because Tara wasn't at the hilltop. Uh, doesn't matter. They established that Tara gave them the directions. So maybe they because had to have Tara had a was. A shoot-on-sight person? Like they said, if you ever come back, we'll shoot you kind of thing? Right. But what makes them think that Enid and Aaron are going to be any safer? Aaron's just charming as all heck. Yeah, he's uh, totally... He's yeah, he's totally pretty charming. You gotta admit, like... Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It made more sense for Tara to have been in that car than Enid. I, I think... I think you're pointing out the wrong part like i get it i understand it's a nitpick that you think tara as a character made more sense and i agree however i would say the better criticism of that portion is that 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 did not belong in this episode it felt like weighing it it down in the sense that there was already enough going on you didn't need to weigh it down with the fact that i was getting to that point okay but that's what i'm saying is you should have this drama between edith aaron and these oceanside people Mm -hmm. and of course, they see Aaron, and someone's about to beat the crap out of Aaron. What does he need to do? Shoot them. You know, not shut out that she's there. Not warn them, hey, don't shoot him or don't hurt him. No, no, no. She just shoots ask questions later, which obviously makes sense for Enid's character. She's not as experienced as the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. But again, if that's the case, why did you send her to, to go to negotiate to the Oceanside people? I, I think she just wanted to help. And and here's the thing is uh, Enid doing that whole shoot first, scared later type thing is uh, reminds me of a lot of early Carl days where he would, you know, like when he shot, when he would totally, shoot first. To- totally agree. Yeah. And I, I think that's where they're. They literally leave Enid and Aaron at that point mm-hmm. with you going, uh oh. I think somebody's gonna die. Well, they killed the they, li- the, they killed the old lady, right? The yeah, the one that nobody yeah. liked. Um, right. But I, I think they're setting up Enid as this as the new kid character. Um, but the show doesn't need that. No, it doesn't. But I, I mean, I'd be curious to, well, to hear what Bob says huh. about the fact that Carl being gone it leaves a hole for a character to fill what carl so, does in yeah. the comics if if they let's continue get, down that route let's let's get uh let's get back to the finale here and the big shock because um as a as a comic book reader um i i went through several emotions <laughs> watching the ending okay because part of me part of me watched it and saw carl get bit and i was like but how are they gonna do everything from here <laughs> like because he's plays such a big part in the very next arc and then you i don't realize, think i think it's gonna be a totally different arc uh, well, Scott Gibbles went on record in saying that Carl's arc is going to go to a different character. Um, but here's the thing: so you got to look at it logistically too. Like, so 
and this is comic spoilers, kind of, because like after All Out War, there's a huge break in the story, right? Yep. And how do you do that with all these kids? <laughs> like that's that's the hard part. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the thing is, is like I think what they're gonna try and do is speed the show up after this. And I don't think they want to do the slow burn where Negan and Carl become strangely like in the comics they've always hated each other and they always will but they also had that weird father son kind of yep. bond and that really grows uh like, and i thought that's what they were leading to because negan kept saying like give me the boy i'll make him one of my lieutenants blah 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 i i for a while there i thought i was like oh man maybe maybe negan does get carl but um you know can i be I, I have a theory they're gonna Go take. They're gonna take Carl's role and give it to Daryl. Well, I thought about that, and um, I don't <laughs> know if that's necessarily the case, but I, I do think. Uh, so I was bummed out because I wanted to see because I I've really liked Chandler Riggs for the last few seasons. Um, yeah, he's gone he's from been a, a kid, high, He's been a highlight of the show for me. He's gone from a kid where you like you at first you're like oh look at this cool kid on the show to oh my god look at this jerk on the show to. Look at this awesome character, like yeah. and like and and all drama and you know rumors aside, this episode was beautifully done for him, and I think. Oh no! The, I have no gripes with yeah. him or the, or the in the storytelling they, at all. They did it's, him justice, like they really did, though. Like his whole his whole acting, his behavior, like the whole episode was just so good and. The way that they're exiting him, I think, is also good. Like from a not from a Negan thing, not from saving someone. Like he, I mean, he was saving Sadiq or whatever his name is, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? It's not like a, a hyped up no. death. It was just it, like, hey, this happened, and I'm gonna die. But um, more more importantly, I think um, I think I'm kind of excited. As a comic book reader, like I, I, I'm trying to get off this hate bandwagon that everyone's on right now. Like you go online and everyone's just bashing the show. You can't turn it around. What are you gonna do now? You ruined everything. Scott Gimple's terrible, yeah. and I'm kind of like going, "Oh shit, I don't know what's gonna happen." Well, now you get something <laughs> like, different, and I, right? And I, and I, and I appreciate that. I have no gripes that they're killing Carl off. I just think it was the. It was the most predictable of all the storylines of what was going to happen. That's why I didn't think they'd go with it. I thought that oh, they'd go. I don't think it was predictable the way they did it. I think that's where they got everyone. Yeah. We're yeah. all waiting for that fatal scene. But I got to say, like, right now, like, as a comic book reader, I'm kind of like, I was just saying, like, what happens next? Like, I'm now where everyone else is. Well, my, <laughs> like, my I have no ideas. My gripe is not necessarily the Carl situation. My gripe is the storytelling around the Carl situation. So this is supposed to be all-out war, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to me, all-out war means we're going to have little skirmishes. It's going to be a battle. There's going to be a fight on all ends, you know, and it's going to play out over time because that's what war is. War is a series of battles. What we've had is literally the season began with them showing up in front of the, 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 the saviors, circling them in. Mm-hmm. And we got four episodes 
that revealed that that battle was lost, or five episodes that revealed that that battle was lost, and the retaliation isn't that there's another skirmish. It's literally, now our heroes are losing again. Not, there was no give and take. It was literally we had the saviors for an afternoon. Well, that was the th- and now, and now everybody's dead, and the saviors win again. Yeah, they they definitely are ending the show on. A, I I actually don't know because I feel like it looked like Rick's group had the upper hand for for most of the last few episodes. See, um, I, I I totally agree that they did, but they didn't show us the saviors escape. They we only saw the truck drive through. So literally, I went. Wait a minute. So they escaped and somehow miraculously, magically in one go surrounded everybody and took over in like an afternoon. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think we'll get some of that back with um, the the next season as we lead into um, well, I'm sure we will. what happens. I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure we will, but I just feel like that's lazy storytelling. Tell me I, how they got there and tell me how they got – how did they get the upper hand? They were completely surrounded, and I know that they escaped. But how did they magically in – before the episode's even out, they've magically surrounded and taken over everybody? I didn't it, magically – like it, it makes – here's my thought on this is that the show is told from the perspective of the, of the good guys, right? And mm-hmm. if we saw everything the bad guys did – we we would feel as though we're not we're not watching through the good guys' eyes anymore. So I don't see it as an I, I, issue. I, I, well, it, well, here's my gripe. So we watched the last time we saw the saviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eugene was te- making a deal with Negan that if he could get the zombies to go away, right? They, yeah. They, 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 he was coming up with a plan. Yeah. up with a plan. And then the last time we see anything with the saviors is is Daryl drives the truck through the front of the building. Well, we also get con- confirmation that Eugene had fixed the intercom system, right? Right, but we never saw the aftermath of that. All we know is he was going to fix the intercom system. Yeah. But do you need... Do, do you, we already got, like, 15 minutes of him flying a stupid plane and then having uh, Dwight no, no, shoot no. it down. Like, do we let, need let, that? Let me finish my thought. Okay. okay. So they explain that. Great, I totally understand how the saviors get out of it. But, from the moment that ends to the next thing is literally less than eight hours. It's literally Rick shows up and it looks like it's like an hour after the truck drove through. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's not that far of a distance and it's magically night. So the saviors went from being completely surrounded to regrouping and counterattacking everybody all at once in less than three or four hours. Um, That's now, what we just witnessed. Yeah, does Negan have Negan has a spy, right? That's been hinted at, or am I wrong? Uh, kinda. He's uh, inside information. It seems like I don't know. I think I, th- he, I get what I definitely was, get what he, Lou's saying. He hinted at inside information, but it's also implied that the inside information came from uh uh what's his name eugene not eugene the other one that that's now back with maggie in the cell oh um gregory yeah it, right right, right. Was, that's a good point um yeah and well, i understand I, that but, but it just feels like 
there was no build-up to them getting surrounded. It was literally like, yep, we went from completely losing to winning the game. Well, and and I agree with you. You know, now that you, I, now that I have let you finish your point, it, it's a really good point in that this show is is uh, is very guilty of having a seven episode ramp up and then having their eighth episode being, well, we gotta we gotta make it action. So we've we've spent seven episodes getting to a point, and then the eighth episode has to be a climax, right? So if anything, they should have spent part of seven focusing more on. Right. My 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 whole thought is is rather than us watching Rick with the junk people that didn't mean anything, mm-hmm. they could have given us the saviors making a deal or making a plan or you showing us Eugene escaping and giving us more of that. Instead they jumped right to, Yep, the saviors are masterminds. And and but that's the thing though, is that they they've proven before that they're very capable of mobilizing their crew and you know, I don't have a problem with the kingdom uh, being surrounded because they didn't have any 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 army. And uh, Alexandra, Alexandra, they just put a couple cars in the back door and then had Negan's crew at the front door. As for blocking um, the kingdom, I don't know if that was just a, a lucky draw of people driving down the road. They're the bad guys. They're going to do shit that appears to be magic to the good guys. Just like what the good guys did at the beginning of the season appears to be magic sto- it's to bad the bad guys. Storytelling. I, it wouldn't have been as coordinated as it was. I mean they they had they had a lot of time to think about what they were gonna do. Like I mean, they know exactly where all those places are, and as soon as they broke free, where the hell are you gonna go? You're gonna go for payback. You know? I do I do appreciate the episode that we saw from Negan's perspective or the, from the Saber perspective because I love the I love it how they're at that boardroom mm-hmm. and that's when Rick's crew comes up and like he was literally in a meeting when he said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was in a meeting." Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of made me chuckle because I was like, "Oh god, he actually." <laughs> and, I, and I will say this: I will say this. I do appreciate Negan more this season. I definitely think they've done a good job, but I feel like they've focused your their whole story arc. At this point, whenever they put Negan on camera, last season they made you hate him. Mm. They yeah. made you hate him. They made you hate him. And I feel like they're spending this whole season trying to make you no, no, no. Negan's not nearly as bad as you think he is. And it's like, no, he's really he's a bad guy. He's bad. Like, stop trying to make me like him. Yeah, I, 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 I would say if we if we do a uh, quick recap, we'll, we'll we'll all do a quick recap here of uh, character wise, like. I 100% agree with you, Lou. I think this go-around, they did a much better job with Negan. I don't know if it's because we got a little less of him or if we're in the middle of all-out war, but either way. No, I think they listened to I think they listened to the complaints last season that he got too much dialogue and he was too much of an asshole. And everybody kept going, but I keep hearing this character is awesome. Why is he awesome? Because you're not telling me why he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think I think this, this time around, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan did a great job, and I think... Uh, I think overall they we I think I really enjoyed Negan this this half of this season you know especially towards the later episodes I think everything went great I think his scene with Carl was awesome I I loved his sarcasm too like even towards the end when he was like when Carl was talking with Negan and then the the bus drives right through and he's like is this a plan you little shit like mm-hmm. we I thought we were having a moment but you could tell he's actually serious too yeah you know yeah <laughs> I, I love that stuff I think Carl's character obviously progressed really really well. I think we all can agree with that. I, I think um, we all kind of enjoyed where Carl's character was going and, and what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a great job this season. Um, Daryl is what's pissing me off the most. 
Like, why do they keep making him go off on his own doing stupid stuff? Like, he goes from being one of Rick's most loyal, you know, team members to... And, and also, the thing I want to say is, he turned on a dime. Yeah. Like, it's, like, he's literally watched people kill his brother, kill his friends, kill his thing. And literally, at no point, he's been like, nah, nah, I just got to follow Rick's lead. And magically, a bunch of people got killed that really he has no ties to. And now, all of a sudden, he's mad. Yeah. Well, and he was tortured. I, I think that's why he's so upset, right? Well, I know why he's upset, but it's just, it's frustrating because, like, like Lou said, like, he's he's gone through so much. And, you and know, like, this seems like such a minor thing. It's not like they cut limbs off them. They stuck him in a room made him eat dog food. I get it. He want, you want Negan dead. But to want them all dead? Like... I think he it doesn't well, make sense. It, 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 you're right. It's a stretch, and I think you know the combination of it, him getting it, Glenn killed and Abraham killed and well, if, the dog if, food. If it's, anything, yeah. if anything, he spent time with those people down on the floor, down on the ground that had to like pull people off the fences and stuff. Yeah, he spent time with them. He should relate to them, not not want them dead. He should be like, no, no, no. Those are good people. Yeah, he, he's he definitely knows. got googly eyes. He's he's a little crazy, and I don't I don't appreciate that, especially for you know, in terms of AMC, Daryl is their character, and you know they say, oh, we'll kill Daryl. You kill Daryl, we'll riot. It's like it doesn't make sense to me because now he's not much of a likable character, and and I'm wondering if yeah. maybe that they're trying to kind of like set him up to be. No, that, I think that's totally what I think they totally do. They're setting him up to either die this season or die the beginning of next season. That's mm. what they're well, setting him I, up. I think they're just trying to give him a little more screen time and a little more plot. I think this was so focused around Rick right now. Like, then I got to say, I, I love Andrew Lincoln in this in this half of the season. I think he did a great job as oh. well. I I think uh, I like what they did with his character for throughout most of the arc too. We didn't get whiny crybaby Rick. We got. Let's make a plan. Let's do this, Rick. No, I, I okay. So as much as I complained about him in the junkyard, he was awesome all the yeah. way through the junkyard. He was. But but all I kept thinking throughout the whole episode was, why are we wasting time with this? Why are we wasting a whole episode on this? Unless these people are going to show up and help save the day, there is no point to this. And then when they showed up and the gate was done, I was like, yeah, these people are going to leave the beginning of the next episode. And then what happened? They left the beginning of the next episode again. That's mm -hmm. what griped me was we we spent it was wonderful character development that didn't go anywhere. Not yet. I think that's just. I think it's. I think it might go somewhere. I don't know. I think we can all agree. I think we all agree with Daryl. I gotta say too, I have uh, fallen in love with what they've done with Ezekiel's character. Yes. Um, I I love watching that man act as Ezekiel. I love I loved him in the last few episodes where he was going up against the odds in the Walkers with Carol and Jerry. I think um, Jerry's actually a good sense of comic relief. Like, I don't think it's over the top. I just, I think it's just subtle enough to, like, make you enjoy Jerry on screen. But yes. Ezekiel, to me, is, is one of the, like, if you rated your characters, Ezekiel's at, like, one of the top two for me this season. Because he's just so, as an actor, doing such a great job. But also, um, just, he's making that character really come to life. And that's just great. Um, and, and, that's, and this is what I'm saying is... All these characters, I think we're okay with. Like Carol, I thought they did a good job. Um, uh, I don't have a problem with the characters, like, like in general. Uh, my problem is with the storytelling. I feel like 
There's stuff they're telling me that they don't need to tell me, and then the stuff that they should be telling me that they're going to do, they don't do. Do you feel like this episode is hindered by the fact that it it's a two-parter and the second part isn't coming out for three months? No, no, this no, isn't no. This didn't feel like a two-parter to me. It oh. felt like, yep, this is a good point to end the episode. So we didn't we didn't have too. any issue with. It. So yeah, I, uh, and I know that. I just wanted to throw that out because we don't have an issue with the fact that they end it with Carl. No, at his deathbed, totally. but uh, I don't know. I, I totally see your guys' points, but it didn't it didn't bother me. I guess because I guess at the end of the day, I knew that for there to be a season of conflict, they had to escape, and when they did escape, they would do what saviors do, which is just do the worst thing possible to screw over the good guys and i and i i figured that would happen and, and, to- and it, it and appears totally like magic i agree i do i totally agree and i don't have a problem with them taking the kingdom mm-hmm. i don't have them a problem with them showing up at alexandria but them hijacking the people on the road made no sense that it's, was it like was like luck of the draw definitely it was, it was literally like an ambush waiting and it was like you can't tell me they caught all three of them all at the same time and then the saviors literally just let maggie and them go like None of the saviors went back to say, hey, oh, wait, they got prisoners? No, they just sent them back. Well, they killed and Neil, they said, right? <laughs> right. But, but who cares? I know. I he has one line in this episode. <laughs> That's it. I didn't even know who he was. No, I didn't know either. But I was like, I was like, I was like, okay. Like, if they had shot the chick that was in the back seat, I would have been like, oh, okay. Or if they had shot Jerry, I'd have been like, oh. Okay, but it was like, it was like uh, they shot the guy. Jerry. <laughs> but in from a story point of view, you, you see, you would see Maggie, and I think you get you get the sense at the end of the episode that Maggie did what she did because she she knows what she needs to do to progress and keep her people alive. Because at the end of the episode, when when she kills one of the saviors, puts them in a in a box, and says thirty eight more, you know, stand down. Um, she, she has a bit of a, her facade goes down and you see her kind of like feel a little bit, even though you feel like she's kind of like a robot and being, and I agree with you. It seemed really weird that she would just be subservient after killing no name McGee in the back seat besides the other three people who have had so much screen time, right? I get why I get that she had to buy her time and get out of there. Like, I don't have a gripe that she's the dude because she had to, they had them, they had her. I don't have a problem with the decision we made. It was just like, oh yeah, so they just let her and all her people go because they took the guns that were off them now. You're not going to follow them back to the to the to the hilltop to see if the hilltop has more guns? Like uh, Yeah, I mean it, at you... every turn the, the saviors have thought of everything and it was like, "Oh wait, no, no, no. We're going to just let Maggie and all her people go back." And the first thing she does is she walks to the gate. She goes, "Give me your gun." And I'm like, exactly. Why didn't the saviors go to collect the guns at the hilltop right now while they have everybody hostage? It didn't make any sense. But there are many fronts that they have to worry about. I, I feel like... Oh, and I yeah. totally get that. But if, if they can magically attack three things at the same time, then why can't they magically send people to follow up? I see what you're saying. But I don't know, Bob. Do, do, I feel like maybe you're nitpicking a, a little bit on this because it's like... They know that they have guns, and they know they can't fight two fronts at once. So if they just kind of let them go and 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 squalor in their corner, 
we can deal with them later. The main the main problem is Alexandria because th- that's where Rick but, is, and he's the craftiest. But if they were going to just take the guns that Maggie had and then let them go back to the thing where they had more guns, then what was the point? To take the five guns they had? I think to send a message and, 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 and try So Sure, you send a message. Then you get, send them back where they have guns where they can fortify and be like, okay, come get us. But they need the hilltop so, as a farm, think, right? Like I That's so, Negan's too. point. I, we're, we're, we're kind of forgetting all out war has has been three days right like so so like like day zero like the first before everything it's rick and carl getting supplies right Mm -hmm. that's where they do the little backstory um they do the whole thing day one is when they leave alexandria the other ones stay there um right that's when they discover the guns are there day two is when they go when the other ones go to see the sanctuary and they make their own plan and day three, which I don't think we've even seen yet is going to be where Rick has to bury Carl. Um, I, I just think that this is, it's been eight episodes, but it's been like three days. (laughs) And I think sometimes we just forget it because it's been eight weeks for us. It's just days for them. So I don't know how the whole thing works. Like, I don't know. If things are well, set up that way, my, I don't know. That's if... part of my gripe is I don't think that this storyline, uh, this timeline is working very well either. You know? And before, before, I, I, so I, after, having now seen that Carl is going to die when it returns, and we've there's been big news that the numbers across the board are way down for this season. Mm-hmm. How many yeah. seasons do we think they got left? Well... And that's what I was going to say. We'll end the show on this note because it's pretty funny because I, I sent you guys the uh, the yep. image there. Um, it's – I'm telling you, the height of the show is when Abraham was on it. You kill him off and it's just going to tank. Um, <laughs> there's no funny quotes anymore. But – except Negan's got plenty of them. So season one, definitely a slow start, right? Um, yep. Season two is when it picked up a little bit. Season three – is when they got a lot of flack, I think. In season four, they lost a bunch of viewers, but they were still at their prime. Yeah. Season five is when it spiked to some of its highest. Uh, six started dwindling a little bit. Seven had a huge spike at the beginning and kind of dropped back down. And now eight is... They're back still... down to seasons two and three numbers. Correct. And, but and, and it's falling. It is falling, but it's still eight million people watching. It <laughs> is. It is, but you got to imagine that AMC executives are going, yup, it's on mm-hmm. the decline now, so we have to start winding it down. Now, and yeah, absolutely. But here's the other th- scary thing. And Chandler Riggs, um, in his message to uh, the Spoiling Dead when he did that, one of the words, one of the phrases that he said stuck out to me is when he said, um, <laughs> uh, Last in the, few in, seasons. In the last few seasons of the show, please do this for me. And I was just like, oh, man. Like, what does that mean? Does that the, mean? I think, uh, okay, so to get on syndication, like major syndication, you have to have 100 episodes to guarantee syndication. They just crossed their 100 episodes this season. Yeah. So AMC is now made the money that they can guarantee the show will be circulated in the syndication. It's time to end the show 
so they can throw the they can make more money off of what they've already done and leave this show in syndication and get paid get paid for syndication rights. Yeah, and normally I would say not like that this sounds cynical, but that's really what I think is going on here. They hit a hundred, and now they know that the show costs way too much money, even for the numbers that they bring in. They can make another show, or they can put, double down on Fear the Walking Dead and try and get its numbers yeah, up. Yeah, and I and I brought that up to you guys. Like, you, you wonder if they're they're investing into Fear more than yes, um, and more than the Walking Dead because you it is a numbers game. Unfortunately, like it, it doesn't matter how well or how bad you do. I mean, it's it's just going to come down to the numbers, no matter how much you put your heart and soul into something. Um, there's rumors out there that Andrew Lincoln's getting very very tired of traveling from. Uh, across the pond to Atlanta every year, and um, well, I, I mean, I can imagine that could get frustrating. If you read it, like there is three interviews with the uh, Hollywood Reporter with Scott Gimbel, Chandler Riggs, Andrew Lincoln. Chandler Riggs was the one that kind of hinted a lot at Andrew Lincoln's uh, situation. Andrew Lincoln's uh, interview is actually the the thing is, there's two things that are up in the air right now. Andrew Lincoln only has a contract for eight seasons. He makes that well-known in the interview that he did. And also, he doesn't know when it's going to be renewed, both his contract or the show. The show has not been renewed for season nine yet, as confirmed in all three of these interviews that's been done. Do we think we'll get a season nine? Yes. Gimbal pretty much guaranteed we're going to get a nine and ten on on Talking Dead. And and here's the thing. When it comes to syndication, Lou's completely right. There were news with when The Simpsons hit 20 seasons or something, Fox was considering canceling the show because they make more money it, with it in syndication than they do actually producing new episodes. Yes. And, um, it, it, yeah, that could be seen as someone being negative, but it's also just the truth. It's the business, right? But right. here's the difference. The Walking Dead is based on a, a source of material that is much is much loved. And the fact that... The, but here's my point, is that the source material is vastly different from making a TV show. Producing a comic is a fraction of the price that it costs to make a TV show. And also, actors. We talked about you know the, the time jump in the comic books. It's something everybody pretty much knows. There's, there's a lot of talk, future talk, future comic book talk in these interviews. Mm-hmm. And in a comic book, you can age your characters at any moment. Every hundred right. issues, you can add an extra five years to everybody. In a TV yep. show, you saw how ridiculous old man Carl looks. It, yeah. it, you couldn't take that seriously for 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 a whole episode. You know, flashback or flash forward, fine. That's that's good. But on a TV show, you need an end game. I mean, look at what happened with Lost well, when they okay, didn't have an end game so and they had to age a character. My, they had to go forward is, in time. My gripe is this show has a built-in end game. Mm-hmm. It has since the beginning. They take out the saviors, right? Establish some kind of new law or government. Where they're a, where the hilltop, the kingdom, the oceanside start forming a community where they all work together, right? Mm-hmm. Jump ahead five years, maybe give them some kind of, or even two, three years, and then jump ahead and give them some kind of new little, like an interaction with another community that's doing something similar. Give us maybe a showdown with them where they realize that they're not the enemy. The zombies are the enemy. They work together to take out a huge horde of zombies or something. Mm-hmm. And boom, you've got a season end where it's like, yeah, the world's getting back to normal. Boom. End of show. Like, yeah. They're heading in that direction. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't, I mean. No, and, and the comic. At this point. 
the comic will go forever. Kirkman is pretty much guaranteed that the comic, he said on multiple occasions, the comic's going to last longer than the television show. The television show can only pull from the source material for so long. And honestly, I agree with Lou in that AMC's winding this down, whether it's for money reasons or the fact that they just can't keep it up. And I honestly, it, I am honestly, I think we're going to get a season nine. I, in fact, I, I will go down and saying that I guarantee we're going to get a season nine. I don't think they're going to end the series on, on in season eight. No, they, but, they won't. And I, and I honestly think what will happen is they'll announce when they I announce the next season, they'll announce the end. They'll say, I don't know if, don't know if we get a 10. Sure. I think I we get a nine and it's over. And, and that's here's what I'm, here's what happens guys. Okay. <clears throat> so simple. We get 10 seasons. A year goes by, maybe a year and a half. Some big stuff happens in the comics. Walking Dead movie. Uh, I don't think we get that. I don't think we get that at all. We I agree to. with Lou. AMC's way too cheap. What? AMC's way too cheap to do that. Maybe maybe something happens with the rights and someone else gets to make a movie. M- maybe. I mean, there's, um, a, there's a lot of stuff in those interviews that kind of... And this was the depressing part for me is, yeah, Carl's dead. And he's dying, and it's going to be hard to watch next episode. What really got to me was Walking Dead is a big part of this show, and seeing an end in sight just kind of like gave me, you know, just just really just bummed me out. And I know this podcast will exist outside of The Walking Dead because zombies aren't going anywhere. But no, we'll and now there's The Walking there's, Dead. There's, there's, there's already I I already heard rumors that there's like two other zombie related shows coming out. Like in the next season or two, exactly like in the next year or two. But there's like stuff in development. So I mean, we definitely have other things to talk about. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, The Walking Dead has been a big part of of my zombie world. It's actually what really kickstarted my my love for it and the the TV show specifically. And to and and to see some of these actors move on, especially Andrew Lincoln, it's gonna be. It's going to be tough. And yeah. when they, and I really do feel like I agree with Lou, like when they're probably looking at the numbers, they're looking at the story and they're looking at the reception. And I think if we're not careful as internet users, uh, if we're not careful about what we say about this show, whether we believe it or not, or we just want to join in on the hate train, which I hate that phrase, but uh-huh. if we, if we're too, I think we should be vocal about the problems, but if we're too negative, just to be negative, and I'm not saying any of us are doing that here. I think all of us have had very valid points, but I've seen on the internet of people just being very negative, and I think that's the wrong way to go about it because AMC is looking at the numbers, they're looking at the money, and they're looking at the reception, and but they will decide. Look at the storytelling. These creators should know what's going to set the fans angry, and I think they're intentionally pushing buttons to make us give us the feels. <laughs> but but. But it's but it's not working. They're doing it wrong. We need something to make our heroes feel like heroes, and we constantly go, "Yep, we're going to give them an up, so we can kick them and put them down again." And I think that people are getting tired of the up and down, the up and down, the up and down. Sure. And what I was trying to finish off was just that I feel like when they announce the 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 renewal, the next season. They will give. They will lay out an end game similar to what Game of Thrones did, what The Leftovers did, what Lost did. In you have this show that is that is seemingly continuing year to year, having some issues with story, having some issue with source material, and you sit down and you say, "Listen, guys, we're going to give you two more, three more seasons, whatever it is, 
And that's basically what I felt has been Carl dying before he dies in the comics. He doesn't. He hasn't died. Whatever. He before he bites it in the comics. He, they've now used him as a character to forward the story, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this death. Because honestly, I didn't think we would get this experience on the show. And Carl dying for our main character, the son of our main character, that's huge and depressing. And it's going to be. I don't want interesting is the wrong word, but it's going to be an experience to see how that well, affects every character on the show. Well, then the funny thing is, is now we already know Lenny James is leaving the end of the season. Yeah, I still don't know how that's going to work. And, and to be honest with you, it's got to be a time jump. It's the only way they can explain. The end of the season has to have a time jump. It's the only way it makes sense for Lenny James to join Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead has a time jump is what you're saying. No, 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 no. Yes, Fear the Walking Dead has to have a time jump, but Walking Dead has to have a time jump as well, because they can't get him to the other side of the country without a time jump. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm assuming we'll know more about Morgan's exit in the second half of the season. I mean, I I know we will. Whether that right, I, I think it's that that whole crossover thing is still weird for me. I think it's gonna blow up in their face. I think it'll do something. I, I don't. I don't know. I can't. I, I am so unknown on that. Um, uh, did Bob? Bob? Did Bob talk the about the crossover? Too complicated and convoluted. What was that? And I think they're going to drive people away. Probably, but I mean, they've already done a really good job at that, as 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 seen in the ratings. But I'm curious, Bob. Did you? Did were you here when we talked about the crossover? No, I was um, a little shocked by it. I, I was looking forward to some Abraham crossover, to be honest with you. But the fact that they even kind of hinted at it, and then like literally, see, it felt like they changed their mind last minute. Yeah, you never know with uh, the TV, but yeah, it did feel like I was it did, like, oh. Yeah. It literally felt like I think the plan was to bring Abraham in, and then they realized they're going to start wrapping this one down. And maybe they had signed the character that plays Morgan on for too many seasons on his contract, and so they decided to move him over now so that they didn't have to worry about his contract. Maybe, maybe Abraham Cutlets showed up and he was like, "Mother dick." And they're like, "All right, never mind. Just yeah. never mind. All right, God." And he was like, "Wait, wait. We are neck deep up shit creek with our mouths wide open." <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. So maybe I'm thinking what we do is maybe we make our episode a little two-parter. Maybe we go get ourselves some sorghum pancakes and maybe a little bit of spaghetti, mm. uh, ha- have some dinner, calm down, and then maybe come back next week with some listener feedback and uh, see how see how after a week goes by how everyone's dealing with the, the fallout of uh, the season finale of The Walking Dead. Um, <clears throat> we've been going at this one a little while and uh, – we should probably uh, put an end uh, end on it at some point yeah, because uh, oh, yeah. we we could probably talk about it for for even longer. We probably will, um, knowing how we normally stop recording and yeah. keep talking. So we'll we'll give it we'll give it a little while. Uh, we'll give it a week, and then we'll come back and we'll see uh, see how everyone's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, what do you guys think? Do we do it? Do we uh, do we do we pause this conversation? I, I mean, let Lou be... calm yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> Lou's fine. It's all good. I think what what really is the case is that this is still raw. It's still fresh. Everybody's reacting. And, um, man, just, uh, yeah, 
that's kind of what where we're at and i think a week would be nice it's going to be weird going back to sundays without walking dead yeah. uh, but i guess i'm going to fill that with z nation yep you are yeah for the kids oh boy <laughs> all right well ryan why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find us and where to write to us if they wanted to write to us Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to make me watch more Z Nation besides the first half there's still time to donate so you can go to our website zombiesatemypodcast.com slash extra life the donations are open for two more weeks um, I will stop at the halfway point of Z Nation uh, that's, that is a promise unless we get some more donations in there I want to thank the patrons over at patreon.com slash zombiesatemypodcast uh, if we recorded last week we would have said that Patreon did something silly but don't worry about it. They re they That's they, why we missed a week. That's why we missed a week. That's exactly the reason. So don't worry about it. You're all safe. It's it's the same as every every week. So patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. Uh, you can go to our website. You can email us info at zombies ate my podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at zombies podcast. Like us on Facebook. Uh, I've been told not to mention Google Plus. But if you want to, you can follow individual hosts, myself at R Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. And finally, a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the amazing artwork at joelduggan.com. And I, I did talk to him about the website 2019? No, 2018. I skipped it. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe 2019. But hopefully 2018. New website coming at you. A dot com. Dot com. Wait. Sorry. Oh, no. You ruined it. You ruined everything. <laughs> All right. Dude, it's thank been you, a rough Ryan. episode, okay? Yeah, thank you, Ryan Murphy. Lou Page, I'm going to give you the chance to end with some last words before I give you the craziest fan theory you've ever heard of. What I do you got for want, last I words? Ju- I just want to give you props, Bob, for calling Carl's dad. Uh, yeah, I did call that in our Slack chat. Um, I was actually surprised that I was right because I'm usually not. Although the, the two that I got right, uh, one was the Negan killing Glenn and Abraham, which... Uh, I, I gotta stop predicting stuff because when I am right, it just depresses me afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what? There's no now you, welcome to my world. Yeah, well, I don't work for AMC like you do. No, that's I cheating. Guess. So I'm gonna leave you guys with this fan theory to think about. Okay. Um, it's called the Daryl Vest theory. Have you heard of this? Oh, he got his vest back. No. Yeah, that was the main so thing. So when Daryl when Daryl is wearing his winged vest, he sort of took on the role of protector, a guardian angel, as it was. Mistakes were made. Some people he was protecting died. He blamed himself for every one of them from heading out to get formula for Judith to staying with Beth. He was the protector. Without his vest, he was rogue, solely focused on revenge. He lost sight of the goal, protecting people. Killing saviors would do that, but it was revenge he was even after. uh, It meant killing the innocent. Reunited with his wings, he is taking back the role of protector, cradling Judith for the first time since her feeding. That comes from Reddit from a user named Sebrebis. So thank you very much for that fan theory. That is absolutely crazy. And this has been Zombies Ate My Podcast. I've decided that with all the fan theories out there, I'm just going to name a new fan theory every week at the end of every episode. (laughs) I hear, I hear, I, there's another, there's a crazy fan theory if you can find it out, out there that's about Carl's gonna live and that they're lying to us. And I'm like, no, no, he's dead. <laughs>
So that was another one. But there's so many like fan theory endings that I'm just going to end every episode with some of the wackiest ones. <laughs> but that Daryl Vest one caught my eye. I was like, really? And then I was like, oh, maybe.